let God transform your life as you listen to this inspiring sermon by Rev. Richard C. Whitcomb. William Miller grew up in a small town in Pennsylvania, USA called at Glen. When he became a young man, he joined the United States Army. Later, he married a lovely young lady, raised his family, and built his house all in the town of At Glen. He was a crane operator and worked hard to support his family. For 75 years, uh, William Miller was a model citizen. He was never arrested, never in trouble. But all that changed uh, when William's wife died. Lonely and restless, William Miller fell into the wrong crowd, a crowd of toxic people. Listen to his words. I just missed her and I couldn't sit still, William said. He woke up every morning staring at the picture of his late wife and to ease the loneliness, he found a new set of friends in Atglen. They began coming to the house every day. Then they began passing the night. Eventually, they introduced 75-year-old William Miller to the world of hard drugs. In fact, William Miller's new friends led him into a life of crime. His house became a den of thieves and drug dealers. And it wasn't long before William himself fell into the evil ways of his toxic friends. Eventually... 75-year-old William Miller was arrested and convicted and sentenced to prison. Age 75, William Miller was sent to prison for possessing and selling cocaine. As he was led away in handcuffs to begin serving his prison sentence, he said this, It was so good before my wife passed away. If she had been alive, this never would have happened. We had everything together. Afterwards, I just fell into the wrong crowd. There's a powerful lesson for all of us in the tragic but true story of William Miller from At Glen, Pennsylvania, USA. The fact is, you become like the company you keep. If you continually mix up with toxic people, their toxic influence will damage your soul. Toxic people will lead you astray and cause you to lose your way. So how can we protect ourselves from the toxic people in the world around us? Is there any way to clean up our spiritual environment? Well, those are some of the questions we're going to answer today in our message titled, Dealing with Toxic People. We're going to discover the types of people that pollute our souls and learn the simple steps we can all take to avoid being contaminated. But before we learn more, let's bow our heads and pray together. Almighty and everlasting Father, we thank you today. We come in confidence and boldness in the name that is above every name, the name at which every knee must bow and every tongue must confess, the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we ask you today to teach us by the power of your Holy Spirit. Deliver us from toxic people. Help us to understand the path you have set before us to deal with difficult people in our 
our lives. And we ask you, Lord, as we follow your truth, uh, that you will bless our lives and save us from critical, manipulative, evil, and toxic people. We bind every spirit of the devil that would come to deceive or disturb or distract us. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, I loose the power of the Holy Spirit, the power to liberate us and loose us and bless us today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. I want to invite you to join your faith with mine. Take a moment, put your hand on your chest and pray after me. Lord Jesus, speak to my heart. Change my life. Manifest your glory in me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Truth for Today. It's great to have you here as we finish our sermon series called Dealing with Difficult People. Now, before we go further into today's message, let's take a moment and review some of the powerful truths we've already learned in the past few weeks. We began our series by learning some foundational truths about difficult people, no matter who you are, no matter where you live, no matter who you're living with, we're all surrounded by people that sometimes may be difficult to deal with. Some are critical, some are manipulative, some are just plain evil. Everybody say evil. And even though we would like to avoid these difficult people in our lives, the fact is the Bible has commanded us to learn from God's Word how to deal with difficult people. We have to learn to love like Jesus loved. We have to learn to forgive like Jesus forgave. We need to learn how to handle everyone in our lives with wisdom like Jesus did. And of course, that requires us to change. We have to grow in grace. See, if you want to deal with difficult people, you have to first deal with yourself. You have to learn to live to please God, not to please people. You have to remove the handles in your lives uh, that other people people will use to manipulate you. You have to overcome guilt and fear and false promises to establish a barrier against difficult people. And when evil people attack you, you have to entrust yourself to the hands of God and learn not to retaliate. You have to learn to overcome evil with God's good. Now, if you missed any of those messages, I want to urge you to go to my YouTube channel and watch the messages online. You can also download the full audio from my podcast. Just follow the information on your screen and stay connected to the truth so that we can grow together in Christ. Everybody said amen. Well, today we're finishing this sermon series with the last type of difficult people we have to deal with, and that is toxic people. Everybody say toxic people. And believe it or not, I've saved the worst for last. For you see, I consider toxic people to be the most dangerous of all the difficult people you have to deal with. You see, there's no doubt that critical and manipulative and evil people are dangerous. Critical people try to discourage you and tear you down. Manipulative people try to control you. Evil people try to destroy you. But toxic people People are more dangerous than any of the others because their tactics are more subtle. Because toxic people are so subtle, we are easily lured into their trap. And the truth is, they pull us into their pool of sin. Toxic people try to make you just like them. Their goal is to poison you so that you 
poison others. When you're surrounded with toxic people, you not only suffer harm yourself, you also become a person who is harmful to others. So how do we deal with toxic people? Well, to help us learn how, we prepared sermon notes. You can download my notes free from my website and my social media pages. I invite you to go ahead and take out your notes now and follow along with me as we discover three steps to dealing with toxic people. And here's your first step today. I must build boundaries in my life. The first step to dealing with toxic people is to understand the powerful influence your friends and the people around you can have on your life. Listen carefully to what the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 15:33. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. The truth is simple and straightforward. I will become like the company I keep. And the Bible says, don't be deceived, don't be misled. You cannot keep company with bad people and not be polluted. Bad friends will corrupt you. But the opposite is also true. Good friends, true friends, godly friends will lead you closer to Jesus Christ. And if you think about it, I'm sure that every one of us can think of friends who influenced us for good or for bad in our lives. In fact, if you tell your life story, most likely you would tell the highlights by talking about someone you met or someone who helped you along the way. Yet funny enough, even though we know that friends have an influence in our lives, we often fail to build boundaries to protect ourselves. We continue to allow ourselves to be influenced by wrong friends and we neglect the opportunities God gives us to pursue right friends. If most of us are honest today, we would have to admit we are not intentional about choosing our friends. Most of us have friends based upon chance, the people we're in proximity to. We happen to meet somebody and we struck up a friendship with him or her without giving any thought to where that friendship would lead. We will befriend anybody who's friendly to us, but not everybody who seems to be your friend is a true friend. That's the lesson we can learn from what happened to Yvette Vickers. All her life, Yvette Vickers lived to please other people. When married men wanted her as their mistress, Yvette went along. When the producers of her movies wanted her to dress provocatively and promiscuously on screen, Yvette agreed. When friends wanted her to drink, she drank. When photographers wanted her to take off her clothes and pose naked, she would do it. It seems there was nothing Yvette wouldn't do to win approval and applause from people. So it's odd that for a woman who spent her entire life pleasing people, none of those people were there for her when she needed them. Yvette Vickers, movie actress, model, magazine cover girl, died at home alone. The men who used her, the fans who adored her, the families who took from her, None of them were there when she died of a heart attack at home alone. In fact, not only was Yvette all alone when she died, she remained all alone for months after her death. Sadly, it took nearly one year for anyone to notice that Yvette Vickers was dead. 
For nearly one year, her dead body lay rotting alone at home, just where she fell and died. When the grass in her compound grew tall and unkempt, no one noticed. When the shingles on her roof began to come off, no one stopped over. When her house began falling into disrepair, no one seemed to notice. No one called, no one came, no one cared. All her friends in life had simply vanished like a vapor of smoke in the breeze. When she had nothing left to offer them, they all walked away. And the sad but true story of Yvette Vickers' lonely death sends us a sober reminder today. Not every friend is a true friend. Not everyone who claims to be your friend really cares about you. In fact, sometimes those who appear the most friendly are really only out to take what they can get. Once they've gotten what they wanted, they will dump you and desert you. And here's what we all must remember. If you share the lifestyle of the wicked, then you will also share the downfall of the wicked. You cannot share in their sin and not share in their consequences. That's why Proverbs 22, 24, and 25 says, Don't befriend angry people or associate with hot-tempered people, or you will learn to be like them and endanger your soul. When you befriend toxic people, you become like them. When you become like toxic people, you endanger your soul. And here's the interesting thing we all must remember. The company you keep is up to you. See, friends, it's your choice who you associate with. It's your choice who you surround yourself with. Your friends and advisors are people you choose. They're your choice. Tell your neighbor, it's my choice. And the good thing about that fact is this. You can change what you choose. That's why David said in Psalm 26, 4 and 5, I do not spend time with liars or go along with hypocrites. I hate the gatherings of those who do evil, and I refuse to join in with the wicked. And I'm here to tell you today, you may have made bad choices before, but you can change your choice today. You can choose better friends and build a better future. That's why Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 6, 20 to 21, Timothy, guard what God has entrusted to you. Avoid godless foolish discussions with those who oppose you with their so-called knowledge. Some people have wandered from the faith by following such foolishness. So the first step to dealing with toxic people is this. You have to build boundaries in your life. But that's just the beginning. That leads us to the second truth, and it's this. I must block toxic people from my life. Now, I know there will be many people watching and listening today who will think, wait a minute, aren't we supposed to love everybody? Aren't we supposed to turn the other cheek and keep trying to reach people? How can you block certain people from your life? But here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you today. God calls us to love everyone, but he doesn't call us to be close to everyone. He calls us to be his witness to the lost, but he does not want you to be influenced by the lost. And there are certain types of people you have to block from your life. 
Look at the example of Jesus. That's exactly what he did. He avoided certain people. In Mark chapter 5, the Bible says Jesus went uh, to heal a young girl. And listen to the word of God. Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't let anyone go with him except Peter, James, and John. He knew the crowd did not have faith. He had to remove the doubters from his presence in order to work a miracle. Then again, when Jesus went to the temple, he took a whip and drove out the thieves and money changers. His message to us is plain. The house of God is a holy place, and as a holy people, we have to separate ourselves from toxic people. When Peter yielded himself to the devil and began to discourage Jesus in his destiny, the Lord turned and said to Peter, get Away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. Jesus is the one who said he would separate the wheat from the chaff. Jesus is the one who will separate the sheep from the goats. He's the one who will say to the unrepentant sinner, depart from me. We often confuse love and acceptance with association. If I love someone, I must accept their sin and associate with them. But the Bible tells us God is love and he refuses to associate with the wicked. God doesn't draw near to unrepentant sinners and he calls us to come out and separate ourselves from toxic people in our lives. Some of you, the problem you have is you think you can be more loving than God. But you cannot be more loving than God because my Bible says God is love. And love requires that we do just what he did. And Jesus walked away from some people and you must also walk away from some people. He's a loving God, yet he sends unrepentant sinners to hell. So understand today that love does not require you to keep toxic people around you. You have to block toxic people. Let me give you three examples of toxic people you have to block. First of all, the complainer. Complainers are people who are never satisfied. A complainer is ungrateful. He wants things that others have and always sees others as having more than him. He's jealous and greedy. And the problem with the complainer is that when you get around him, he will bring in every other kind of evil. For James 3.16 says, Wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and every evil of every kind. And friends, this is a real problem in our society today. Our people today have become ungrateful. We have a sense of entitlement. We think everybody owes us something. The government owes me. My family owes me. My company owes me. No matter how much we get, we're not satisfied. We think we haven't received all that belongs to us. It's like the man who met his friend on the road one day. The friend looked so down and dejected. So the man stopped and asked him, what's wrong? He said, oh, let me tell you, I'm really suffering. Three weeks ago, I was given a bonus at work of 5,000. Two weeks ago, my family settled my late uncle's estate and I was given 10,000. Last week, I won the lotto and I received 250,000. Hey! Then the man was surprised. He looked at his friend. You got 5,000. You got 10,000. Last week, you got 250,000. What's wrong? It sounds like you're blessed. Why are you complaining? Then the friend said, eh, what's wrong? What's wrong? First, 5,000. Next, 10,000. Next, 250,000. This week, nothing. Nothing. 
This week I have received nothing. God has failed me. <laughs> and no matter what the man got, he was never satisfied or grateful. He was a complainer. And when you get around complainers, their discontent will spread to you. A complainer can turn a sunny day into a gloomy day. You can be happy and content, but you will get poisoned by a toxic complainer and you'll end up grumpy and depressed. That's why 2 Timothy 2, 16 and 17 says, Avoid worthless, foolish talk that only leads to more godless behavior. This kind of talk spreads like cancer. So block complainers. Number two, block the gossip. Proverbs 20, 19 says, a gossip betrays a confidence. So avoid anyone who talks too much. Hello? Avoid anyone who talks too much. Reminds me of the woman in church who used to talk night and day gossiping about everybody. She gossiped about the photographer. She gossiped about the cameraman. She gossiped about the pastor. She gossiped about the apprentice. She gossiped about everybody. There was no one in the church she didn't gossip about. Finally, the problem became so severe, the church was about to break to pieces. The pastor and the elders called her. After investigating the facts, they determined the woman was indeed causing division in the church through her gossip. She must be disciplined. So the pastor gave the woman a big bag filled with feathers, foul feathers, bird feathers, and told her her punishment was to take this bag of feathers and go around and place one feather on the door of every person she had gossiped about. She had to place a feather on the door of the photographer, a place a feather on the door of the cameraman, place a feather on the door of the past. Everybody she talked about, she had to distribute all the feathers. Well, the woman thought, this is not a big punishment. Let me do it. So she went around and began. Four hours later, four hours later, she returned with the empty bag and said, I've done what you wanted. What else do I have to do? The pastor said, now, I want you to go back to every place you put a feather and pick it and put it in the bag. Ah, the woman was shocked. She said, but pastor, listen carefully. By this time, the breeze will have blown the feathers all around the community. How can I possibly go and get all the feathers back? I don't know where they are. Then the pastor replied, now you see, my child, the damage you have done to another. For although you only told a few lies here and there, the wind of gossip took hold of those lies and spread them places you don't know. You can regret the gossip, but you cannot undo the gossip. That's why Proverbs 16, 28 says, a troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. And the Apostle Paul teaches us in Titus 3.10, warn a divisive person once and then warn them a second time. After that, have nothing to do with them. Block the gossip. Then the third type of person you must block is the tempter. Tempters try to lure us into sin. And it's time to take a stand for righteousness. It's time for the church to pursue holiness. There is no room for immorality in the house of God. We become so immoral in the house of God. Yet listen to 1 Corinthians 5.11. You must not associate with anyone 
who claims to be a brother or sister but is sexually immoral or greedy, an idolater or a slanderer, a drunkard or swindler. Do not even eat with such people. God says, block tempting people. Stay away from so-called Christians who are living in immorality. Stay away from greedy, sin-filled people. You are not called to fellowship with them so that you can change them. You are called to flee them. I've said it before and i say it again. Truth is the truth. At Agape, we stand unashamed of the truth. We will not compromise for the sake of popular opinion. We will not water down the truth of God's word. No matter what others may do or say, I will not lead you astray. All sexual activity outside of marriage is a serious sin. It will prevent you from entering heaven. It will send your soul to hell. You may say, well, Reverend, I believe God will forgive me. I'm a Christian, and I know I'm going to heaven. Friend, you can believe whatever you want, but I choose to believe what God says. And God says, no immoral person has any inheritance in the kingdom of God. So I wonder which heaven you're going to. Hear the word of the Lord to you today from Ephesians 5, 3 to 7. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure no immoral, impure, or greedy person will enter the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by toxic people. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. For the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Don't participate in the things these people do. It's time to take a stand. It's time to block toxic people. Run away from the gossip. Run away from the tempter. Run away from the complainer. Associate with the right people and achieve your destiny. That brings us to our third truth today. I will boost my life with the right people. You see, just as the toxic people can pollute your life, so godly people can promote your life. There are toxic people who can bulldoze your future, and there are godly people who can boost your future. If you believe it, say amen. To reach your full potential in the Lord, you have to block toxic people, and you have to bond with godly people. In fact, the more you bond with the right people, the more strength you will have to block and avoid the difficult, toxic people in your life. Your ability to deal with difficult people will increase as you surround yourself with godly people. That's why you have to be intentional about the company you keep. You have to choose your friends wisely. For the Word of God says in Proverbs 12, 26, the righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. 
You know, it's funny. We are so intentional about many things in our life. Many people are intentional about the food they eat. They will not visit certain chop bars or restaurants because they see that place as unhygienic. They're always using hand sanitizer, even sometimes wearing a mask. We choose the foods we consume very carefully. Yet why would you be more considerate of what you put in your stomach than the friends you surround yourself with every day? Why would you be more intentional about the way you eat than you are about the people who influence your eternal destiny? Some of us are very intentional about what we wear. Every outfit matches. Hey! The eyeshadow matches the lip gloss. The lip gloss matches the cheek blush. The cheek blush matches the earrings. The earrings match the polish. The polish matches the belt. The belt matches the shoes. The shoes match the handbag. You won't leave the house without checking yourself 25 times in the mirror. Every part of your appearance must be perfect. But why would you be more intentional about your outward appearance, which lasts only for a day, than you are about relationships that last for a lifetime? You have to intentionally avoid toxic people and bond to the right people. For Psalm 1-1 says, Blessed, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. In other words, blessed is the one who blocks the wrong people and listens to the right people. Blessed is the one who doesn't walk or stand or sit with toxic people. Blessed is the one who longs for the truth of God. See, friends, if you want to get on the right path, you need people who will tell you the truth. If you want to boost your life to new heights, you need to listen to God's truth through godly friends. That's the lesson we can learn from the true story of Bernard Kiwia. Bernard Kiwia is known as the father of rural innovation in Tanzania. He has an amazing talent to turn ordinary things into innovative tools uh, to make life better. Bernard originally started out as a bicycle repairman in his village, but he quickly realized that the spare bicycle parts he was working with could actually produce many other new inventions. So Bernard started producing products that could actually do some good in his village from bicycle parts. He invented a mobile phone charger from bicycle parts. He invented a windmill-operated washing machine from bicycle parts. Hey, the man is wise. But most importantly, Bernard started an inventor's village called Twenty. He began intentionally investing in others so that he could share knowledge with them so that they too could invent new products. Bernard didn't just keep his success to himself. He opened up his life and invited others to join in partnership with him on the road to success and helping others. 
Jesse Oljanga is one example of Bernard's investment. Bernard mentored Jesse and helped him invent an avocado oil press. Before the oil press, the avocados would not be harvested. They would fall on the ground and rot because the price you could get in the market was not good enough. Now, women in the local community are using Jesse's oil press to extract the oil, which they can sell at a good profit in the market. Magreth Omri is another example of Bernard's investment. Her life has been changed by the machine she created at 20 for cutting soap. It's allowed her to start her own soap business and also to share her machine with women in her town who are widows, giving them an income as well. Listen to her words. I'm thankful that my children are no longer kicked out of school because of unpaid school fees, she says. And Bernard helped Frank Molel. Frank invented the Furt Cart, an adopted wheelbarrow which helps to cut down the time it takes to spread manure and fertilizer on fields by hand. Today, over 800 local inventors have used Twende, the inventor's workshop Bernard started. My dream for the future is to see Tanzanians with our own products and tools that can help ourselves with our daily activities, says Bernard. And it's not hard to believe that he will see his dream for the future come to pass because he's keeping company with others who will help him get there. He's lifting others and God will surely lift him in return. And that's how it is for all of us. You may be used to a certain set of friends. You may be familiar with a certain group of people. You may be surrounded by people who tell you what you want to hear. But toxic people will eventually pull you down, lead you astray, and lure you into sin. You've got to make a break from toxic people and boost your life with the right people. You need people in your life who will build your faith. You need mentors and friends who will love you enough to tell you the truth. You need to surround yourself with mature, godly people who will encourage you and correct you so that you can achieve all that God has for you. We can all think of friends that have influenced us positively. God brought them into our lives, many at just the right time, to help us and guide us, encourage us, and teach us. This is what I can testify. It was my friend Bruce Vernon who introduced me to the ministry of Agape in the U.S. in 1975. At just the right time, when I needed help and direction, he drove me to an Agape meeting in Texas and introduced me to the ministry because of his him, I joined Agape and began working as an evangelist. It was my friend, evangelist William Emogero from Sapale, Nigeria, who invited me to his country in 1981. I went and lived in his home, and he helped launch me into ministry here in West Africa. If not for his friendship, I may never have come to this great continent to serve the Lord. It was my friend, Kent Hodges, in Benin City, who encouraged me during the darkest days of my life in 1994. When I wasn't certain if I could continue in ministry here in Africa. Kent gave me the advice that kept me going. His influence helped me, encouraged me, and because of that, I moved to Ghana and started the ministry here in Accra. And as I look back over my life and ministry, it's the influence of the right people, godly people, at the right time that has kept me on course 
that has lifted me when I was down, that has corrected me when I was going astray. That's what Jude teaches us in verses 16 to 21 of his epistle. Listen as he compares toxic people to the right people. These people are grumblers and complainers, living only to satisfy their desires. They brag loudly about themselves, and they flatter others to get what they want. But you, my dear friends, must remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ predicted. They told you that in the last times there would be scoffers, whose purpose in life is to satisfy their ungodly desires. These people are the ones who are creating divisions among you. They follow their natural instincts because they do not have God's spirit in them. Listen to what Jude tells us. He's warning us about toxic people, complainers, scoffers, dividers and disunity, gossipers. They follow their lust, living lives of pleasure. Then he goes on to tell us there is a better way, a different way for all of us who are believers. Listen to how his passage continues. But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ who will bring you eternal life. In this way, you will keep yourselves safe in God's love. Build each other up. Associate with believers who will encourage you and equip you and keep you on the right path. And in doing that, you will keep yourself safe. You'll be safe from toxic people and their pollution when you boost your life with godly people. You will never reach the fullness of your destiny if you don't have input from mentors and godly friends. You will never succeed in life without the help and support of true believers on your team coaching you, convincing you, and correcting you. Difficult people are all around us. As long as we live on this earth, there will be critical, controlling, and just plain crazy people you have to contend with. But you can deal with difficult people when you deal with yourself. Follow God's ways and live according to God's truths. Connect with God's people and find the fellowship that will boost your life. Then the critical people won't discourage you. The manipulative people won't control you. The evil people won't defeat you. And the toxic people will not poison you. You're not just called to overcome evil. You're called to overcome evil with good. So don't just focus on dealing with difficult people. Focus on connecting with the right people. That's why in closing this sermon series, I want to challenge you with one final passage from God's Word. It's found in Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, and it says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. May God grant you the grace to bond with better people so that you can be a blessing to others. May God grant you the grace to block toxic people so that you can run your race and win. May God help you to deal with difficult people with the wisdom, the power, and the love of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.
Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we break every bondage of toxic people in our lives today in the name of Jesus. Clean up the spiritual atmosphere all around us. Help us, Lord, to bond to the right people who will help us achieve our destiny. We thank you by faith as we follow your word. You will keep us safe and we will win the race in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb is the senior pastor of Agape House New Testament Church in East Legon. If you are ever in Accra, we will like you to worship with us on Saturday night at 6 p.m. or on Sunday at 7.30 a.m., 9.30 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. You will have an awesome experience.